we'll take a look at some sets. And jokes and stuff, we'll take a look at some sets. Yeah! And then we will discuss and talk and things on the joy of sets. Okay. <laughs> it's my it's my trademark welcome. Okay. Uh, welcome to the Joy of Sets podcast, the podcast where I, Carl Kazana, talk to comedians about their old sets, notes, and bygone material. On today's show, I'm joined by Chris Norton Walker. Chris. Um, so this is the post-match interview interview. Great. Uh, how did you think it went, Chris? Uh, I had a lot of fun. Um, I didn't know what it was going to be like. I've kind of heard some before, and I, uh, I think some of them have been a bit dry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Uh, no, it's not your fault. Like, are dull. Uh, <laughs> Hence when, the two features. <laughs> Won't say which ones. Um, no, but I, I had a good time. Yeah, I had, I ate two baby bells and had a, um, a drink and showed you a mysterious uh, towel uh, <laughs> slash flannel. Uh, yeah, I think I think I've got over everything that I wanted to kind of talk about. I mean, it's, it's called Joy of Sets, but we didn't really talk about the set very much. Um, yeah, well, I mean, it's it's I very much think of the title and then work backwards. Um, oh, so the title is the best bit. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah. So there's one question about sets, but then the rest of it is basically sure. jokes. But um, yeah, no, I thought it's great. Um, yeah, it's it's fun. Um, uh, I, I, like, can I have a second page one? Oh, easily the best one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but your eye problems mean that you can't see me. Look at that. When I get glasses, we're do this. Again. <laughs> we will do a second one and like go properly into jokes and stuff. Like, yeah, okay. in a in a catch sure. up. Um, but yeah, again, thank you very much. And I was going. Oh, I'm just going to do my funny thing. Sure. You'll find yeah. it funny. Uh, Chris Graham Norton Walker, as I live and breathe. How are you? Uh, I'm good today. I have, um, you are in my house. I have had to hoover and clear up a little bit. So, uh, yeah, I'm really fine. I, well, I mean, you didn't have to. I mean, it, look, it looks very tidy, but um, I'd have been happy otherwise. But... Yeah, but I didn't want you to see, like, you know, some fluff on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've got to say as well, you'll, uh, I was saying this earlier, but you're the most prepared of any guest because you've given me a tea, two baby bells and some water. Well, well, A, I've been hanging around all day waiting for you. Um, <laughs> uh, and sort of, but yeah, I think it's just, just nice to like have some things. If you come around to somebody's house, you kind of yeah. offer them a tea or you offer them something. So I just thought I'd, yeah, just offer you some things. Do you I, want the baby bells? Do you not want the baby bells? I think I'm, I'm going to save them for afterwards as a treat after the... Oh, for the gig. The, uh, well, yeah, maybe one before the gig. I'm doing a gig tonight in London. And um, yeah, so I, yeah. I'm... Uh, after the interview with Chris and yeah so I might have one before and one after sure or like during <laughs> <laughs> how unprofessional is that just have a baby bell on stage um, so Chris you uh, I don't you might I don't think you're the first but you're definitely one of uh, the few <laughs> guests who have listened to past episodes so you know exactly what the structure is and how it's going to go welcome to the intro yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh well you've not, obviously not listened that many times no, I can't remember what it was yeah um so yeah, let's uh, get into the introduction quiz. It's the introduction quiz, introduction to the guest, fire and quiz. It's the introduction quiz, introduction to the guest, fire and quiz. Welcome to the intro. Anyway, so that's the introduction quiz theme tune. Great, not as good as I remember, but that's fine. <laughs> Just as a smaller side, I have been off comedy for about four months now because my eye exploded that's horrible my eye did explode uh so i have had like kind of operations on it and i'm so close to having new glasses and kind of being able to kind of get back out there and do stuff and I, as i say it, it has been uh very difficult really not doing comedy and not being able to just have that freedom of just kind of going out and doing stuff yeah i think you realize that at difficult times how much for all that comedy can be like difficult sometimes and you know takes a lot how much you actually get from it um I remember when we were moving, it was like really stressful. And like most of the time I had a gig like, you know, two or three nights of the week. And it was really nice to like, in the day we had all the stress of like trying to find a place and sort everything out. And I was like, well, tonight I get to go out and like muck around. Um, oh, it's absolutely the case. And certainly during lockdown, I found that where 
you kind of lose your career, you lose your job, you lose your sort of reason to be creative, you lose your social life. Yeah. And you lose that sort of like ability to go and escape a bit as well. Yeah. So on that cheery note, <laughs> that's, uh... <laughs> no, I totally agree. <laughs> uh, I'll just jump in with the first one. So have you been on the internet and found anything? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know the uh, all the the formats better than me. Yeah. yeah so um, this is from because actually I don't think there's a lot on the internet. Like I've not kind of posted a lot of like material on the internet. Well, your website came up. Like What's top that? of Google yeah, for your name. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's uh, there's there's no one else doing that today. So. Uh, yeah, so these are all from your website, uh, Chris Norton, Chris Norton So the first one is Chris is a graduate of blank blank yes. blank blank oh, blank gosh. blank blank. Oh god, how many blanks were in there? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. No, uh, seven. Sorry. Okay, so. Uh... Uh, so it's the Central School of Speech and Drama, I guess. Uh, well, what I've got here to be pedantic is Royal Central oh, School okay. of Speech and Drama. Uh, so yeah. to be more pedantic, uh, <laughs> uh, it wasn't actually a technically royal when I went, but it's now changed to be royal. I, I apologise, and I will uh, uh, rectify that. So good. I just, I mean, I sometimes forget uh, that it, it, it is royal. It just sounds more kind of pretentious, but it's royal. Yeah. It's. When I first saw it, I was like, I was thinking of Central St. Martin's, but that's like a fashion yeah. one, right? Is it a similar thing to that? Uh, so Kathy Mather, who you've, who you've had on as well, she also went to the Royal Central School of Speech Drama. It is uh, the equivalent to RADA, basically. Oh, okay. Nice. Uh, I people did... know RADA over and above Central. Yeah. But if you mention Central to kind of theatre people, they go, oh, Central. So people in the, in the biz are like, they, they know that they're on a par. But everyone knows Rada. Yes. The one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's still it's still good, isn't it? It's like if the industry knows, then that's the thing that matters. Yeah. For getting jobs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so number two, CNW. That's Chris Hello. Norton Walker. Chris Norton Walker has been performing all over the world, including gigs in Europe and the Comedy Store in blank. Uh, so I've done three comedy stores. I've done the one in Manchester. I've done the one in London. But I think the one you're referring to is the one in Los Angeles. Um, so unfortunately that's incorrect here. It says the comedy store in La, so, um, oh, incorrect yeah, for that one. That. But, um, yeah, that, that sounds exciting, was it? Uh, it sounds exciting. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> um, where, so I, I phoned up and said, oh, hi, I'm, I'm a comedian from uh, the UK. I've been going for you know, however long it was at the time. Um, uh, can I pop in and do something? Is there like an open mic? Is there like a gum show I can come do? Just to sort of get that kind of on your CV. Um, yeah. You told me to come along, I think on a Saturday about uh, six in the evening. I was like, okay, great, brilliant. Um, what time will I be on? And they're like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't understand. Well, so essentially what they do is they put on a long, long open mic from like, well, I don't know, whenever it opens, kind of six thirty seven. that runs until like, two in the morning so at some, <laughs> at some point you'll be called up and it sounds fun um but actually when i was there there were a load of tourists there from around the world basically yeah and it was quite hard to get them all on site because they have different ideas of what comedy is but also as an english person doing one-liners and idioms um oh, that yeah. are fairly kind of english-based um, they didn't quite understand what was going on. Yeah, like so, if it's a turn of phrase and you have to, yeah. So at that point, I didn't have enough uh, stuff or enough kind of um, like experience to be like, cool, we're going to just change it up for a <laughs> uh, This one's for this section. Yeah, this yeah. One's for... <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's do a gig about Germany. Uh, <laughs> joke about Germany. Um, but um, yeah, it wasn't uh, an awful experience. It just wasn't very fun. Yeah. Like the idea of waiting till two o'clock in the morning, like to do stand up, it just feels like who is this good for? <laughs> well, we've all certainly done gigs where uh, names are pulled out of a hat at random, and yeah. I think that is the worst sort of um, structure to a gig because people need to know when yeah. they're on and when they can have a, you know, a wee, when they can have a drink, when they kind of go go outside for a smoke, when they need to like revise their material, yeah. kind of cram it in, um, and. 
it's sort of like that at, at that sort of open mic at the comedy store where you're called at some point. Um, cool. Let's go on to question number three. three. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it always happens as well because like it's a quick fire thing, but like the the it's quick leads on to it. <laughs> uh, so. Number three, he has also performed at numerous comedy festivals, including Edinburgh, Leicester, Blank, and Blank. Uh, not sure. Hastings, Cambridge. Um, Hastings is correct. Good. Not Cambridge. Uh, Oxford, isn't that? Near, near Oxford. Near Oxford. A little bit to the west. The west of oh, Oxford. Yeah, a little bit to the... That's like the left, isn't it? Bath, I guess? Yeah, Bath. Okay, great, sure. I mean, that's kind of at least 50 miles away, but that's fine. But to the to the left, right? To the left? Yeah, to, to the west. Yeah. To the west, to uh, yeah. the west. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what we were both hitting at. We didn't want to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll get rid of that. That's been so far. Cool, and then the last one. Chris is committed to exceeding your needs, questions, comments, or blank blank, so don't hesitate to reach out. That's from the contact page. I'm not sure what blank blank is, uh, but I am here to fulfil your needs. What was that? Uh, yeah, Chris is committed to exceeding your needs, questions, comments, yeah, or blank absolutely. blank. Absolutely. I need to exceed your needs. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, so that is special requests. Oh. oh that's, uh, that's a little bit more... Um, Okay. I, I quite liked it because I normally get one from the contact page. I just think it's funny to be like, get in touch. <laughs> like, um, but yours was written funny, whereas a lot of them, they're like, it just comes on the form, I think. So. Well, I think that one came on the form as well, but certainly uh, maybe I just didn't delete some of the words on there, but I think like special requests seems a bit like, sexy. Yeah, that's what I thought. It was like, <laughs> you know, get in touch for a booking or a special request, like, you know, whatever it takes to make the money I, I mean I've certainly done somebody's wedding you know kind of one of the, one of the podcasts I was listening to that you've done um, <laughs> uh, they were kind of talking about doing somebody's wedding yeah um, and I was on somebody's wedding um, and they got divorced maybe <laughs> four months later um, I don't think it was me yeah I don't think you can take responsibility for that no no it's quite a fun wedding but um, no you do kind of do like a range of different things yeah, yeah. I've taken any special requests anybody has I mean, what a what a great way to finish that section. <laughs> Chris is pimping himself out, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we'll move on to the first question properly. Although I am mindful that you've got things planned and up your sleeve. Well, no, well, no. So I, I have um, uh, some, I, I have an outline of, of things and kind of how I write my material. So if you want to ask questions, I can, I can happily kind of reveal things as we go or... We can do whatever is under the tea towel. Um, so I guess if I, I'll ask you these uh, first questions and then if if it relates to what's under the tea towel, you can, you can whip it out. Uh, oh, or okay. if not, it could sure. be a finale to this bit. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so the first one is, have you always, because you're a one-liner comic. Hello. Uh, <laughs> hi. <laughs> Got a laugh. Give it in. <laughs> Write it down. <laughs> um but yeah, have you always done one-liners or did you start off doing something different and then moved into it or has it always been like gag heavy stuff? Uh, yeah, so growing up, um, I always loved Eddie Izzard. I think now I realise because of the play element. Not necessarily because of the surreal element, but because of, because of the play. Yeah. Um, and, um, but when I first started, I knew I sort of wanted to do kind of short bits. Um uh, a because nobody else was doing them, but also because that's sort of what I like. Yeah, I like kind of short and sharp. And if it's a bit silly, great. If it's a bit <clears throat> weird and wonderful, that's fine. But you, you kind of give yourself the room that if one doesn't work, then you've got another one hundred and sixty in kind of the back pocket. Yeah. Does that become part of the performance sense? So if a joke doesn't land you've then got like a topper or like a way of addressing that to be like, you didn't enjoy that one, but here comes. Oh, you have seen one I do. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, so I kind of um, uh, describe it as being like a cyclical thing. So what I will tend to do is do a joke and then talk about the audience's reaction to the joke and then talk about their reaction to my reaction. 
and yeah. then you kind of go back into the joke. So you've got momentum to come back into the joke with. So uh, yes, when I'm going on stage and doing kind of new material from a clipboard, um, uh, there will be an element of most of these are going to fail, but that's fine because I can talk about how you don't think it's funny, but I think it's hilarious. Yeah. Or there's something in that joke that went awry for whatever reason, and let's talk about what all went awry, what happened in the room, or what I did wrongly. Yeah. So there's always, um, so there's always chat, and there's always something that feels like I'm kind of talking to them. Yeah. Um, and there's sort of a failsafe in a way, you know. So if 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 some of them don't land, then you can talk about how terrible an audience you all are. <laughs> how dare you turn around? You know, I don't want to see your stupid faces. Or or kind of I t- I'll turn around. I don't want to see you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how dare you look at me? Um, yeah, so you can have a bit of a play kind of that way. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's there's sort of a failsafe, uh, a failsafe kind of kind of built in. Because well, I guess with one-liners as well, it's like you kind of need an extra thing as well. Like I'm thinking like Milton Jones, like if, if it weren't for his persona and the look, I do, I it kind of feels like you need the jokes, but then you need to frame them in a way to present them rather than here are all my jokes. Uh, yeah. So, so I think with, with, with any one line of comedian, you, you do have to have something else with a yeah. lot of them. It is a look, I guess. So if you're going to kind of <clears throat> talk about a specific comedians, kind of Milton Jones and uh, Tim Vine have a, have a specific look yeah. that they have. Um, I mean, Jimmy Carr has a, a specific look. Milton and Tim are, I think, Christian comedians, so won't really swear, but they'll have to do something that's, that's different enough to make them look weird and wonderful and wacky and I think you you have a different kind of style with comedians where you either have have a wild and wacky look or you look kind of straight laced and kind of uh, old fashioned in a way yeah, so yeah you know what you're going to get so if I walk on stage in a suit which which I have um, and I do um, you're going to think a certain thing and if I say I'll do one line is you're going to think a certain way yeah, and actually that gives me slight kind of foot up because people are expecting a thing. Yeah, but the thing you do find is that if they are expecting man in a suit, yeah, they'll want a certain maybe style of joke. So I can't do really weird and silly jokes. Yeah, I would like to do weird and silly jokes, but <laughs> I can't do weird and silly jokes because they won't buy it from me. Yeah, because I look a certain way and maybe sound a certain way as well. That, so yeah, I think they do want me to be a bit rude. And do jokes about Carmen bumming and, and, and those sort of things. <laughs> yeah, all the fun stuff, right? But but I kind of want to go on, and uh, because I've kind of grown up with his art, you kind of want to do like kind of uh, weird and wonderful things, but they just won't buy it from me. And that's something yeah. you have to sort of realise that you can write all these kind of nice, silly ones that they just, 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 just doesn't click. Yeah, it has to be, yeah, believable from you, I guess. Because yeah. like a lot of what I do is quite silly and uh, irreverent and stuff. Yeah, I think like uh, just figuring out the look thing, like, so I'm obviously dressed ready for the gig tonight yep. and looking Oh, is that what you're wearing? Oh, okay, yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, it took me a while to think like, what does my persona think is cool? Sure. Uh, and it's, you know, obviously it just happens to be really cool as well. Um, but yeah, I, I did try ages just going on like in my normal clothes, or whatever. And I, I do think you have to kind of we well, don't have to, but I think it helps to have like a uniform and like to give something away before you've said something of what they're going to get. So I'm not this person uh, outside of the suit. When yeah. I'm not in the suit, I, I am a different person. Yeah. When you kind of go through the process of putting you know, your suit on, you become that person. Yeah. And you have different values, I guess. You have different... Uh, <laughs> Like charisma points. If you interviewed me not in a suit, it would be a different interview. Yeah, because I do feel as though you have to kind of push forward those certain elements that you want to show off as being you on stage. Yeah, like it's your persona, and yeah, it's the exaggeration that that you're putting across. And I think yeah, if you can do it visually, then you just give people a clue as to like what's coming. But I think this is one of the issues that I kind of find that with one-liners, there is no information about me in it. Yeah, that's true. Whereas I think 
the style now um, and sort of the content of stand-up in the whole is let me hear about you and your life and your trauma and your tragedy and your kind of the things that you you, you that you enjoy doing yeah. let's find out about you as a person yeah i i agree although i don't necessarily find that stuff the most interesting to no watch. it's rubbish don't, <laughs> don't listen to it yeah but then so i i probably do a reverse thing of like i lie quite a lot on stage but like to a point where it's obvious so it's part of the joke um i think you've seen this bit the I did a bit about living in Mexico and obviously I've never lived in Mexico. It's just a joke, but it's like such an obvious lie. I think that, and then I said, like, I lived there for two weeks. It was, it was a holiday. Like that's the, yeah. haha. Um, but yeah, like I, I was kind of think I am talking. I, I'm, I'm sure I've been at, at gigs where, where people have come up to me and been like, Oh, Mexico. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, I've never been. I don't know. I've not, I don't even know where it is on the map. <laughs> well, it's slightly west of Oxford. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I, t- I, I don't know, like, I saw this clip ages ago of a person who was, you know, when people do that thing to segue into a joke and they go, oh, people are always saying to me, don't you worry about such and such? And it's something that nobody would ever say to anyone in their life. And I thought it'd be really funny to do like an extreme version of that to get into that joke. So I'd be like, oh, people are always saying to me, hey, Carl, ever lived in Mexico? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I did. Just because I think that is like so far from the truth that it's obvious that I'm lying, but so I'm talking about a thing that I've noticed and that is about me, but exaggerating it so that it becomes a bit absurd, I guess. Sure. I mean, I I, I think segue's a hack. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but then it's sort of like me like going, oh, isn't that a shit thing to do? But having my cake and eating it because I'm doing it, but like taking the piss out of it as well. It depends what you want to do. I mean, I I kind of enjoy the fact that you are that I am kind of jumping from thing to thing to thing yeah. because people don't have to think about and like it's nice sometimes when you're on stage and there's just continual flow of things and you're like oh how do we get from point A to point B okay okay brilliant um, and sometimes as a one-liner comedian certainly a jokier comedian people do kind of if you've had three or four ranks before you who have been like I, I've, I've had personal tragedy that I'm going to tell you about yeah. Um, they're like, oh, what's your tragedy? And I'm just like, mm, I've got dick jokes. Is that what you want? And they're like, oh, I'm sorry. Yes, but I want to hear about your tragedy. Um, so it does take them a little bit of time to kind of click back into something else. Yeah. But then I think you also stand out because you're delivering something different to what is largely going to be the main, I guess. I think it can be a bit harder because uh, there's just not enough kind of one-liner stuff around yeah. so i run um some one-liner shows at the leicester comedy festival yeah and it's actually quite tough to find people that do short jokes and one-liners because they're just not around yeah especially female ones especially kind of um uh lgbt ones um i think so i think i put a posting out on on the forums and i had um let's say 20 applications I think four of them were LGBT, one woman, I think, um, uh, a one trans comedian came along, but uh, on the whole, oh, I think there were a couple of mine, I think there were four or five minority acts as well, but on the whole, it was kind of 15 white guys doing (laughs) jokes about jizz. (laughs) And that's what the show's called. Yeah. (laughs) And it's excellent. Uh, <laughs> I guess there's a yeah an element of that of like, is maybe one line is appeal in the main to those to that kind of demographic of person. But uh, I don't I don't know if they appeal to to that kind of demographic. But that at the minute is the people that are doing it on the whole. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's one in there. Um, <clears throat> that's uh, a Um Cool. So uh, I'll go on to the second prepared question um, that you. Um, do acting as well as stand-up. I have done some, yeah. Um, so I suppose it's like a question and a sub-question. Uh, did you do acting before you did stand-up and which do you prefer, if if you do prefer one to the other? So they sort of came along at the, the same sort of time. I, I initially I, I didn't know how to get into comedy. Yeah. I'd always been interested in it. 
and I kind of thought, well, um, let's have a look to see what's around in London. There are lots of sketch troops around in London. Let's go and have a watch of some of them and just kind of see what they do. Um, and I found one that I, I kind of quite enjoyed. And I kind of went, oh, um, I quite enjoy comedy as well. Can I maybe like join? Yeah. And they're like, sure. Have you written anything? And I was like, no, but I can do. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so I wrote some sketches and we kind of started out kind of doing some sketches and I was in some of theirs and they were in some of mine. And it was it was really uh, a fun thing to go and do in a nice sort of training ground, I guess. Yeah. But you never really, or at least I didn't, know how to connect what was going on at that level to stand up and how stand up at that level connected to the stuff on TV. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, so, yeah, kind of started out like that and sort of did uh, sort of monologues, I guess, to begin with that were kind yeah. of sketchy monologues. And then somebody went, oh, have you tried doing like stand-up stand-up and I was like mm, could give that a try so essentially um they sort of came along at the same kind of time yeah um and then I went off to university and kind of did did the masters as at uh, the Royal Centre School of Speech and Drama <laughs> um, uh, but I've always kind of enjoyed being on stage and and it, it's sort of a natural I don't know, progression, I guess, from being in front of people doing prepared words out yeah. loud um, to doing prepared words, but that you've written yeah. that are, you know, that need a reaction every six seconds. Yeah. Because it's comedy. Um, <clears throat> I'm not sure about going back to proper stage acting now because I'm too used to not having a fourth wall. I'm too used to looking mm. at an audience, interacting with an audience. Um, kind of chatting to them to be fully maybe engaged with what's going on across the you know stage yeah so uh, I say I haven't done it in a while I've done a lot of sort of um, TV stuff uh, so uh, I, I was going to ask you about that as well actually sure. because when I was on uh, Chris Norton Water uh, <laughs> I noticed that uh, there was one pit that like, you haven't called me a weird name yet yeah, I've re as I said that, I actually realised that I hadn't done okay. it. And now I realise that's why I was awkward, why I awkwardly went into the first bit. That's fine. It'll be out of sequence, We record it, we record um, it. Yeah. yeah, here we go. So we'll, <laughs> I'll say hello and then we'll, I'll go back into my question. <laughs> Chris, because I actually thought it was quite a good one. Okay. Um, and I was going, oh, I'm just going to do my funny thing. Sure. You'll find it really funny. Uh, Chris Graham Norton Walker, as I live and breathe, how are you? Fine. Good. Okay, right. Uh, <laughs> so and now I'll just seamlessly get back into my yeah. question. So I was going to ask you actually Seamless. about the. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so when I was on ChrisNortonWalker.com, yes, uh, I saw a picture of you looking like a like a real tough guy. Uh, yes, I think you had your arms folded, and you were like, "Was that for like a like a TV drama or something?" That is most of the work I do. Unfortunately, uh, with kind of how I look, uh, if I take my glasses off, I can look like a thug or I can look like a doorman or I can look like, um, I think, uh, you know, kind of that sort of person. Um, so I, I've no idea which one you're talking about, but there's been certainly four or five where I've had to kind of take my glasses off and look a bit hard into the distance um, and just, just play a thug. It, it's sort of... I don't know, it's weird because, like, having gigged with you a bit and stuff, like, and knowing that, that you're a really nice guy. <coughs> Shut up. Is that kind of, I guess, like, it is acting, so you're pretending to be someone else. But, like, my brother, uh, he's a, he used to be a doorman, and he's, like, massive, but, like, the nicest guy ever. Like, I always just went, like made me think it was weird that like there would be people who were like properly afraid of him and I'd be like <laughs> that dickhead like he used to come into a coffee shop I worked in and I'd be like sir sir you're gonna have to get out get out right now and he's like twice the size of it yeah, yeah. he'd be like shut up mate I'm not going anywhere and we'd go like because he's really funny as well so we get into his thing oh, nice. um but yeah so I think there's a similar thing when I saw that on your website um what are the kind of roles that you prefer to play because I guess if that comes up a lot it must get a bit monotonous uh... So I, what you haven't done, and I don't think I have one, uh, is, is go to my IMDb and check out all the names of things that I've had, <laughs> the, the roles of things that I've had. 
um, who have been like fairly offensive. So I've been like doorman um, and like security guard, things like that. But I've also been like fat man on a skateboard <laughs> and like bloke eating cake, you know. <laughs> I think kind of pregnant man was one of them as well. So they are kind of very offensive. Um, but that's just what kind of a TV wants. So yeah. It, it does strike me as odd that like script writers would use those terms. I feel like that's not a thing that would happen now. That surely it would go through people and go, mm, you can't generate, like, you can't call a character that, do you, do you know what I mean? I, I, uh, I don't know if, if I guess you have a certain look or idea of kind of who you want, you put yeah. that kind of descriptor in, in the script and you will find that person from that descriptor. Yeah. Um, is it problematic? Is it offensive? I don't Is it just kind of who, who you are? Is it easier for kind of TV production companies to find somebody who looks like that? Yeah. Um, yes, I guess so. Um, it's fine. It doesn't really matter. I think it's quite funny, to be honest. Um, but, well, I um, guess because you're doing comedy as well, it's like it's always this thing like, oh, I might get material out of it. And I guess if you're an actor and a performer, you're kind of used to just going with it and, you know, being all right with stuff because, you know, you get asked some weird things, so. Yeah, I guess it's it's fine. It just seems odd to me that like that's yeah you know, a thing that would happen. I feel like it would be a more I don't know, nice term or whatever. So when I was on the Kevin Elgin show, um, uh, he uh, he he was there, but the director came in and went, "Right, Chris, we want you to perform in your swimming trunks and kind of do these kind of weird swimming actions um, on the skateboard." And I think it was only afterwards in the credits I was like. Oh, it says fat man on a skateboard, Chris Nolan walking. You're like, oh, yeah, I suppose that's what exactly what I was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you didn't have to describe it like that. Um, <laughs> so uh, it's it's fine. As, as you as you weirdly say, you know, um, you kind of find material in it, but actually, I don't find material in it. Yeah, because yours are one liners. Yeah. So it's more like observations than this thing happened to me. I guess. So I think what I have is conversational things like we kind of we've had kind of stories about stuff but i don't take these conversations on stage yeah you know so certainly one where you know i i had this weird i think uh, and i didn't have any depth perception somebody offered me a cup of tea and put some milk down next to it and i grabbed the tea and i thought that's great thanks so much and then grabbed the milk and then just poured it all over the table because i couldn't see where the kind of cup was and uh, so if you have kind of conversational um like jokes and conversational things you you know i think it's a lot better than um crowbarring material into into um, a <laughs> conversation yeah yeah I, I think i don't know if this is how it works for you but i think sometimes like i had a joke a while ago which kind of worked but it was a bit self-deprecating so i got rid of it but somebody i was growing my hair out and my girlfriend said oh you just need to get you need, you need your hair to just grow out of that awkward phase because i wanted it to be like long and I thought there was something funny about the term awkward phase. So then the joke was like, oh, you know, as a teenager, I went through a bit of an awkward phase and I'm expecting that to end any day now. And like, but it was just hearing that like phrase that made me think that's like a setup or there is like a punch to put on that. I don't know if that happens for you when you're writing one line. I mean, that is, that is almost exactly what writing one lines entails. Yeah. You find something that either sounds funny or is articulated in a different way. Um, so, like the, the the emphasis of a of a word or a phrase is is different than in, in kind of thing. Oh, that's not how I would phrase it, but that actually leads you on to something else. Yeah, yeah. So that's exactly how sort of one liners are kind of um, written. Basically, you you hear something wrong, or you hear something right in the wrong way. Yeah, and you kind of go, "Can I do anything with that?" What well, in that case, should we uh, move on to the? the golden egg of the question, (laughs) which is how do you put your set together, Chris? Well, so perhaps we will venture underneath the tea towel and I'll show you exactly (laughs) kind of what is under here. Um, So I have for you, so my process is, uh, that's just a book that I'm in. That's fine. Just put that over there. (laughs) Uh, So what I do is I start off with, um, or at least used to do, is is I start off with, a blank uh, white A4 piece of paper, and I will write down small little jokes or words or phrases, and then try and work out what the jokes are. Yeah. Um, this is 
a longer way of doing it now i tend to put them directly into a google doc so i have them so there isn't that awkward moment of going what the hell are some of these words i have no <laughs> idea they're a good joke that i've lost or a bad joke that i never really had but yes yeah, certainly <laughs> kind of writing down um small little things just to fill the page up and that's and the writing stage yeah so, so you will have a couple of writing stages essentially you will write down as many as you can do over the week yeah. i tend to now um at this point when i was doing it like this writing it down handwritten on a4 pieces of paper it was a case of if i could fill three or four of these yeah. um a week that'd be great but now if i go to the of, of the google docs i'm going to write them down um i try and get about 50 per week yeah. you will then kind of um uh yeah so the second piece of this process will be you've written them all down doesn't really matter what they are in a way then you'll go through them and kind of go right does this work how does this work can i rewrite this one and then i'll take about 30 or so with me on stage yeah um with little notes attached and kind of like where we are and kind of stuff like that and then i will have a yes or no system basically in terms of does this work yeah if it does they'll get some ticks if it doesn't work that's that's fine and it'll be will be crossed out but essentially you it'll be a yes or no system you'll, you'll take those 30 up on stage with you and kind of go do these work yes or no. yeah and that's kind of a persona high status thing as well if you're ticking them off or crossing them out whilst you're trying them out on stage it's like yeah. you're presenting the thing i guess and then from kind of <clears> this <throat> stage i'll put them into a larger document and then when it comes nearer the time to either leicester comedy festival uh, I will then put them into uh, some sort of pictorial format uh, with which I can learn the jokes in a pictorial form um, and kind of go from there. I haven't always uh, learned jokes in this way, but uh, for me it works. You know, if, I, if I'd had this at school, I wouldn't be a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I certainly think these little pictures work for me and if I can have them in my head. I can kind of pick and choose which ones I want to do when yeah. um, and how I want to do them. And I will always be working at least three to four jokes ahead. In terms of you remembering them? Yeah, so I will, I will have a picture or, or kind of two in my head and each picture is kind of four jokes in one. So if right. I have a picture in my head, I can be working through the, the picture. Okay. And there'll be three or four there. Um, I kind of go, right, what do they do? I want it cleaner, they want it dirty, they want <laughs> more playful. Um, but you will always kind of be working a few kind of jokes ahead. So those three or four are kind of like a topic, I guess, that like they all kind of fall under the umbrella <clears throat> of like the subject of that joke. Uh, so they can do, absolutely. But for uh, my current show that I'm learning, it's just sort of the um, the way in which they came out. Yeah. So it's it's kind of um, just to do with when they came out when. So if if I wrote four or five good ones in January, I'll, I will have a nice kind of January picture. Kind of uh, okay. Yeah, that's cool. It, I <clears throat> I tried that picture one for like one gig, and I spent the whole gig going, was it a, was it a boat or a car? <laughs> I mean, you do have to uh, have days. So I've been trying to learn forty. I think two pictures um, over the last kind of week or so for um, a show that's coming up, um, the Cambridge Comedy Festival that's coming up in April. Plug. But so for the, the last couple of days, I've been like, right, what do, what are the pictures? What are the jokes associated with the picture? What are the larger pictures? Um, and then how do they relate to the jokes? um and uh in what uh, uh sort of how do i remember the larger scale pictures um it's, it's just a little sentence or just a little yeah kind of line so um at the minute i have ones that are um bible um lst you know, that's kind of like that, that kind of top line. Yeah. Uh, I have kind of ones that just like Dutch Nazis lol somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and you just have to find um, like TT show because you know, the first two 
had kind of tea words in them or kind of tea jokes in them. Uh, okay. You got kind of tea tea show, then you have um, this whole kind of bottom line. That then you could just kind of take ones out, and you're like, okay, what's that picture? What's that picture? What's that picture? Yeah. Um, so it is like a multi layered kind of process that does take I don't know a, a, a week or so to actually get yeah. kind of down. So, um, so do you have like a like a club? 10 or 20 or is it always different depending on the audience would you always like switch up the order uh, so the order may switch up yeah. um, a little bit depending what they kind of want so yeah. as i say i went on stage at this gig in hoddleston i kind of felt to myself even before i went on they were a little bit bantery with each other they were a little bit kind of up, up for it and raucous yeah so i started in this in the same way and then kind of went right let's let's try some things out Let's see if you want some kind of puns. Let's see if you want some kind of nice wordplay things, some intellectual stuff, and they did not. Uh, (laughs) So you kind of think, that is fine. I know exactly what you want now. So I will just kind of ignore those ones and just go for the the, 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 the jokes about, you know, sex. Yeah. Basically. So is that pulling from the same uh, selection of jokes as opposed to, so with these, like you're saying, this is for the Cambridge Comedy Festival. But then if you were doing a club gig, is it like there's 20 minutes worth of one-liners and you're pulling from that set of jokes as opposed to that one? So um, although I am learning this for the Cambridge Comedy Festival, this will now become part of the set that I can pick and choose from. Cool. Yeah. And if it's a case of, oh, something comes up in the room, kind of go, right, well, I have a, a, a joke about that. Let's try and find what the joke is about that. Yeah. Um, uh, so, <clears throat> and if you go back to the same place kind of quite quickly you know within that kind of six month period you've got right i think i did those jokes beforehand so let's do some yeah. different ones ones here so i think once once we finish learning this 44 picture thing which is about 188 jokes i think um i've got another sort of a similar um length set which yeah. i can then kind of take from yeah and uh, I can work out maybe what they want, maybe what they don't want, maybe kind of have a little play with stuff, yeah. kind of see, um, yeah, so what they want. But um, I'm going to gig on, on Thursday, that's just an open mic gig, and um, I'm going to see if I can recall some of these. Nice. Is that uh, is that one in Oxford? Or? That is one in Cambridge. Uh, okay, oh, cool. Yeah. I did that. Nice. Um, so, well, I'm tempted to... Um, Take a bit of a closer look at this book that you've. Sure. Uh, so, is this? It's a collection of. Well, you, you describe it. Sure. Uh, so this book, this is. Uh, you know, when you start out like I don't know if other people listen to this, but you know when you kind of start out as a comedian and you look at um, sort of different comedy books. You know, yeah. there's there's either how to do comedy, or there's like joke books. Yeah. Um, and you sort of think to yourself, oh, I'd really love to kind of write a joke book, kind of be in a joke book. And and so the Leicester Comedy Festival um, uh, asked all the people that had been in the UK Pun Championships. In the boxing ring, that looks yep. so good. Right. Two-time finalist, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I was um, going to ask. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, but anybody can apply to do it. You, right. know, you don't have to be a one-liner comedian. So maybe if, if you want to apply kind of next... Next I'd year, probably maybe. get knocked out in the like, <laughs> but but that's why like it's a really fun thing to go and do a yeah. really good kind of process because you have to, um, there are twenty topics they give you and you have to write kind of five or six to eight good ones to get into the well I'm not even to get into it but that's that's what happens when you're kind of entered into it right okay yeah. um uh so it's a really fun thing to get. I mean, even just the process of doing this is, is quite fun. I certainly helped the person that won this year out with them. You as coach in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, uh, so, yeah, it, it's a lot, a lot of fun. Um, it's just a different gig. It's yeah. not really, you know, it is a gig, but it's just a different thing. Like a fun challenge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and maybe they'll enjoy you, maybe they won't, but that, that's fine. You're going to go up there and kind of, <laughs> give it a try but definitely apply yeah because you because you're fun and you're silly and hopefully people like it oh, um, I, was, I was just thinking like maybe they'll like me maybe they won't it's like how i go into every gig <laughs> you know, oh god i hope it's i hope it's like yeah they do <laughs> but it's a very different gig so so you are up there just doing puns 
you don't have to explain who you are you don't yeah. have to explain what you look like where you're from you just have to go i've got some puns let's do them yeah yeah I, I'm not the best with writing puns off the top of my head. If you've got ones that just like, hey, I've got some subject matter that you can do. I'm not great at that. I do have to kind of sit there and go, what is a pun? So, I mean, what? Hey, um, what is a pun? Um, well, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, that's the second feature, which we'll move on to in a moment. But sure. yeah, I, I don't think there'll be uh, wordplay ones. Um, but yeah, so you're featured in this book, All Puns um, Yeah, it's, it's uh, I think it's, if you write down, and I've seen other comedians do this, kind of write down a list of things that you want to achieve at some yeah. point. You know, kind of uh, having some jokes in a book is is something that's, and I don't really have anything else on my list, but I think that was kind of a big one if, if I was to have a list, kind of, yeah. like, you know, to be in an exciting book. Well, yeah, and the sort of thing that you can, because I think we never, I think in general, give ourselves time to look back and go, I'm proud of that, and sure. that thing happened. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm really bad at it like I just always been thinking even when like things good things have happened I'm like oh. and I, I was really nervous of to begin with eventually they become not mundane but they you become familiar with it and you're like and to other people that might be like fucking hell I can't believe that and you're like yeah but oh, why isn't that happening like <laughs> you can't just be like oh no that was a really good thing so yeah I think it's great to have like that like a physical like representation of that I mean I certainly think it's um it's a nice thing to do, but you are always judged on your last gig, I guess. Mm. So you're, and you're always looking for kind of bigger and better jokes to tell. So there's no real kind of end point. There's no starting point. You're just kind of going through the process. And you're like, I'm going to find something. I'm going to find um, a new thing, brand new thing. And it kind of works with material as well. So you don't take time really to think about what you have achieved and yeah. maybe what you you know if you think about it i've done 2500 gigs yeah thank you <laughs> congratulations <laughs> sorry <laughs> um, but you don't think about it you know if if you were to tell your kind of 10 year old self that you'd be like a gigging comedian earning money you'd be like no you're not shut up yeah. <laughs> even um, when you start out doing comedy just the idea of, well for me the idea of being like yeah that you'd make money from it like i I did a course and my whole thing was like, do the showcase at the end of it. And I was like, then I'll have completed comedy. <laughs> but I think you do have those moments of, I've completed this section of comedy. So yeah. You know, kind of doing your first gig, doing your first kind of larger gig, doing your first kind of like uh, five, doing your first 10, doing your first 15. And even when I've been booked to do 15s in like in the beginning, I'm kind of like, I've only got 10, I've yeah. only got 12. How am I going to fill the rest of the time? And then kind of doing a 10 really well, and then doing 15 really well, and yeah. then, then doing a show and you've got lot, lots of little steps that you don't even think about just because, you know, you're always on to the next thing. Yeah. I you know, kind of get home and you go, right, great. I've got home from that gig. That was a brilliant gig. It was the best gig of my life. Where am I tomorrow? Yeah. You do sort of have to reset, I think, because, yeah, if you go into it thinking like, I'm the best, you're probably, yeah, anything can happen. So I think it's always good to like, just... I, I suppose like expect a lot of yourself every time you do it rather than like I've nailed it now because like you can always have a gig that brings you back down to earth. I think it depends what sort of comedian you are I think if you've been going for you know kind of 25 30 years uh you are just maybe going to go through the motions a little bit <laughs> and kind of be on autopilot I've certainly seen it before where I've just gone like autopilot hello place autopilot yeah thank you very much place and you're like, that was just 15 minutes of not talking to anybody, just kind of reciting what you're doing. There's no, like, engagement. I'm, I'm certainly a comedian that likes engagement. Yeah. Um, in kind of various forms. Um, and uh, if something can, like, be unique within a room, so there'll be certain gigs that you will go along to, and they'll be going, ah, oh, Chris Norman Walker was here, and he really messed it up. Or <laughs> he kind of really did this with it. That's my uh, opening line, any gig. <laughs> um uh but yeah a unique experience on stage will leave the audience going oh that was great let's come again yeah. next time rather than just five or six acts going through the motions not talking to anybody not interacting i always think doing something creative on the way up to the stage or like at the top um i like i think it's really funny to like as you walk on stage i haven't tried it yet but like do it tonight a... do it tonight okay well yeah i'll give it a shot 
Um, but just singing like a show tune or something like sure. give them a bit of that razzle dazzle thanks for coming out tonight razzle because <laughs> then you give an impression of like you're starting your set from the walk up yeah. rather than you know like hello my name's Carl blah 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 but yeah so so I think there are kind of different approaches yeah which which have the benefits and kind of have have their restrictions I am certainly a person who will. Once my name is called, I will uh, like make noise down the aisle as I'm kind of going on. Look at me, look at me. We started the comedy now. Like, even if I kind of get to talking to somebody halfway down, we're having a good time. This is a thing now. We're, we're all engaged with it. We're engaging with each other. Um, and then you get to the stage and you're and it, it's already started. You standing in front of a microphone is not the start of it. It's the continuation of what has happened so far. Yeah. But there are some comedians who will just kind of be like nonchalant, walk up to the stage, move the microphone, wait until everybody's ready. Yeah. We'll start our sets now. I, I suppose both ways as well. It's like you're establishing but one is wrong. Are. <laughs> <laughs> d- I think I'd for a long time, I was like the person who would come up and just grab the microphone and do sure. it. Whereas now, like, I, I have more fun if I muck around on the way up to the stage. So it's really for me to relax and be like, I'm just going to enjoy this and have fun. And I think that relaxes the audience and they're like, oh, he's fine because he's not going to shit himself. Um, but then, yeah, there's other people, like other comics I know who they're setting up their persona by just quietly coming on stage and picking it up and then going, right? Or, you know, whatever the thing is. I mean, I'm certainly in the camp of doing a, uh, a naked where your performance <laughs> starts either before your name has been called or as your name is being called. Because yeah. then... People get an idea of who you are. People get an idea of what you're going to say before you even get to the microphone. And if if, if you're kind of talking about kind of Catherine Mather, you know, kind of what's your opening statement going to be? It doesn't matter what your opening statement is because you've already made it. Yeah. Just within the performance to the stage, maybe doing a little kind of clowning play or just kind of something, yeah. you know, kind of before you even start. And then you start, it is just a continuation. Yeah, because I think you can freak out about the first line yeah. a bit and so yeah that takes that away um are you ready for the second feature the uh to flex your joke writing muscles i certainly can be i guess <laughs> i'll give you several examples of randomly selected words and phrases your job is to come up with a joke called routine for that words and phrases on the spot the feel is hot in the air tonight the feel is hot at the end, we'll make a set from them. At the end, we'll make a set from them. Okay. So you you might have listened to an episode that had this feature, and it's it's I've taken it out for a little while, but as I say, you're oh you put it back in for me. Brilliant. Yeah, great. Okay, sure. Well, because you're, and I'll probably take it out again after. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, so it used to be called. I'll give you several examples of randomly selected words or phrases. Your job is to come up with a joke or routine for that words or phrases sure. on the spot. The feeling's hot in the air tonight. The feeling's hot at the end. We'll make a set from them. At the end, we'll make a set from them. Okay. Yeah. But it's obviously going to be a little bit different for you sure. because you are a like, professor of joke writing. Uh, so I've got four punchlines for you and you have to come up with the setup. Maybe then you could just perform the two together. And, sure, okay. Um, and I'll give you genuine reactions. Okay. <laughs> then you're going to do one later on stage. <laughs> yeah, if I like one, I'll, I'll do it at the gig. So these are punchlines, not setups. Yeah, the, these are the punchlines and yeah, you've got to come up with the oh, setup God. for them. Um, we'll There's go a lot f- of pressure here, you know this, right? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, why, that's why I've done it. Um, <laughs> So the first one, starting off easy, a bit of a classic. Sure. And that was just me brother. <laughs> uh, so what I would do with that if I was going to do it, and I kind of do it as, as well, is I would uh, possibly either find a person in the audience that looks a bit like me. I've certainly done that before. Um, yeah. uh, or I would do a list of, of people, just without context, just a list of kind of three or four people that I sort of look like, and then kind of do all. That's my brother. Um, I, uh, what else can you do with a punchline like that? It's, it's normally a sort of sex thing, isn't it? Like, like I've, what? Sex? So sex I've, thing, brother? Sex thing? I've heard uh, comics do this thing. They say, oh, and then, and then, you know, this weird guy did that, did this whole, like, thing. He goes, oh, it's just me brother. <laughs> also, sort of a pullback reveal, sort of a... Yeah. Kind of, um, uh, Wrong thing. Misdirect, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, although I prefer your version because uh, I thought it was like a famous uh, one-liner punchline. 
Uh, I don't know. I think there are a lot of. I, I don't know if you've got any of these down, but there's certainly a lot of. Oh, that's of, as traditional as it gets. <laughs> with, yeah, those sort of things which are, oh, I got off the bus. <laughs> or, yeah, you know, kind of like, oh, I didn't know that it was my mum. You yeah. know, kind of those sorts of things that are. I don't know about hack. You've certainly been kind of mentioning hacks on some of the podcasts that you've been doing. I don't think a lot of the things that are mentioned are hacky. They just feel a bit hacky. I yeah. like for me, hacky is doing really basic stuff. Yeah, I, I suppose I feel like anything that I've heard before, I would then purposefully not put in my set to separate myself from. But even like structures, I just I feel some things. Not necessarily that it's hack, but I think sometimes people hear a thing and they go, oh, that's how you do a joke or that's how you do stand-up. Sure. And so these like phrases become kind of commonplace and that's what I like to avoid because you can hear you know, 50 people that night do it somewhere. I guess. But you can play with them. So if you're playing, mm. so I think there's a couple of things here, kind of one, playing with that expectation. I've certainly yeah. got a joke where I say a bit of a setup, but then people shout the punchline back at me. <laughs> that's good. But... If you can take that punchline and then undercut it with something else that yeah. they haven't thought of, then that's even better because they cause they feel as though they've engaged with you and that they are cleverer than you are. And yeah. you go, well, no, actually, I am much, cle- much, much cleverer <laughs> than you are. Um, so if you can play with those kind of motifs and those kind of structures, then yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I think the second thing is, in terms of hearing hearing the same things, one line of comedians, you will cover exactly the same ground as somebody else because the idioms and the phrases that we use, yeah. there's a finite amount. Like it's a movable finite amount. So some will come in into parlance a bit more, some will come out of um, uh, conversation, I guess. But there is a finite amount, and you've just got to find those words or phrases and use them in a different way. So even if I said to seven different one-liner comedians, this phrase yeah um then hopefully they would come at it at seven different ways and come up with seven different punchlines or seven different setups yeah but you do have to sort of cover the same ground i've I've heard somebody go oh we you've got a joke about bananas i often talk about bananas on stage and you're like you talk about them in completely different ways yeah and structure and why is your banana joke Kind of more more official than my banana joke. Like, so it's all the same. It's just joke about bananas. Yeah, you know. And if you come at them at, at sort of different ways, it shouldn't matter. Even if you're talking about the same sort of things, you're you're coming at it from a different ways. It's your persona, your character. Yeah, your delivery. So it should, even if the punchline's the same, it should be different coming from you. Yeah, I, I think you could only take exception if like a joke was verbatim what someone else's was like yeah but then you do often get it sometimes where you just have overlap thought you know if you are a good enough comedian you'll go oh they've just done the same joke that i have i won't do it tonight yeah yeah i suppose my my whole thing is i want to kind of avoid that first thing and i always kind of quite like the idea that my frame of reference is always kind of off and like it's my persona's way of thinking about things rather than like what I actually think um and so like trying to kind of yeah avoid that first thing by just doing stuff that I can be confident other people haven't done like I, I mentioned it a lot but the thing I like my clothes are about um singing the theme tune time and away but to the drum beat of we will rock you Great. pretty confident nobody else is doing that <laughs> you well so I think this does kind of lead us on to the thing that's kind of underneath this tea towel so I was I think you were trying to kind of talk about like individual thought and things that the people have never kind of thought of before. Yeah. On on one of the uh the podcasts you've done previously, and I think it was kind of the one with Nate, yeah. You talked about flannels. Oh right, like as a merchandise thing. As a merchandise thing. <laughs> and I will show you that there is a merchandise flannel from a comedian <laughs> uh, from Matt Hobbs oh, uh, that shit. I have. Yeah, I know uh, that guy. So, but but it's exactly the same. Where you kind of think to yourself, "Oh, a flannel! Nobody's done a flannel before. <laughs> Nobody's put their face on a flannel before." But people have. So there is no original thought in comedy. Absolutely not. My 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 counter argument would be uh, mine would be uh, produced to a much higher quality than this. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell him. All right, brilliant, great. Um, and this one does appear used. <laughs> 
But yeah, no, that is yeah, insane. That that's Don't ask what it's been used for. Um, <laughs> but yeah, certainly original thought in comedy. You kind of think to yourself, oh yeah, I'm going to be really original about it. I'm going to be really, you know, kind of dedicated to finding originality, finding different things to talk about. And it's 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 all the same. Yeah, I mean that is. You know, it, I mean. Oh, there's something in there about like you don't need to wipe it in my face or something. <laughs> you know, you, you, you're the you're the guy. Um, no, that is funny though. That that happened. Also, I it took me twenty minutes to find it. Well, it was kind of hidden away. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, oh god, I'm gonna find that now. It, it really highlights as well the disconnect between what I say and what I do. Because <laughs> that was ages ago we recorded that and I still haven't sorted it out. <laughs> but, but why flannels? I just thought flannel was a funny word, which I it imagine is, yeah. Matt probably had the same uh, thing. And I like the idea that it's a useful thing. And well, I suppose probably he thought the same that if you're washing your face and you've got your name there, like Carpazana, it's like directly in your eyes. But you don't want to wash off the nice sort of pattern that's on it. Yeah, that's why mine would be more embroidered or like in the in the weave of the flannel. Not embroidered, but you're like in the weave of the flannel rather than like, you know, transfer. Okay. No, no, you know, no shapes in that. Sure. Um, well, um, no, I just thought it was weird. You were like, I'm going to make my face in the flannel. Like, I've already got one of those. Yeah, no, that is, that is hilarious that that exists. Uh, but no, I like the image of this. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. Um, so, the second one. <laughs> it's been a podcast full of that, just kind of going, Can you shut up, please. I, I suppose we'll quick fire these and then I'm sure. going to ask you about the okay. Chris Norton Walker cutout and then that will. Sure, okay, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, second punchline. Here we go. I don't know, about 17? <laughs> uh, there's certainly a joke that I have uh, heard um, where you you talk about playing blackjack and how that is the same as kind of dating. That so you um, want um, you want a 21, but yeah. you often hit on 15. Um, so quick fire the next one uh, <laughs> uh, right so needless to say I've not been invited back there are, there are loads of kind of contexts in which that would work um, I think with that one you would probably have to do like if I was going to do one from your point of view um, kind of your, your persona you would be like oh I went to like the voice as well. <laughs> oh, went to some of his house. <laughs> um, but uh, I think, like I think, from your point of view, you you do like a three or four minute kind of list of things that have happened to you at this at this kind of party. Yeah. You know, with all kind of failures, and you were at this party, and then something happened, then something happened, then something else happened, then something else happened, and people are waiting for a more intricate punchline, and just like, yeah. oh, it wasn't quite that. Yeah, that. I think leave and wanting less is probably <laughs> my uh, overarching theme in comedy. Or, or kind of something happened at a vet, you know, kind of that sort of thing. Yeah, I do I do have a few bits about, like, talking at parties and stuff. I do think it's an interesting area. And, yeah, they do go along that line. Like, I think one of them is, like, um, uh, like it's really difficult. To, I, can't, I can't even remember how I get there, but, like, basically talk about it's really hard to mingle at a party when you're stood outside an open window, particularly if you're the person who opened it. Just shouting through, like trying to offer people quiche, you know, just classic comedy stuff like that. Uh, cool. So, last one, uh, I'm trying, quick fire. Try I'm trying my best, and my feelings are hurt. I think that's just an opening statement, <laughs> <laughs> or even a closing statement. It's nice, yeah, good. Hello, I'm Carl Carzana. Trying my best, but my feelings are hurt. Um, that's yeah, a, great. That is the sort of thing I say on stage, sure. actually. Um, cool, and then just to well, to wrap it up quickly, uh, so I've seen on social media a lot that there's a cardboard cutout of Chris Norton Walker. There is. Uh, what is it and how did it come about? Uh, so unfortunately, um, I couldn't go to the Leicester Comedy Festival this year. I've, I've been kind of nine years running, kind of something like that. Yeah. Um, and uh, I wanted, so, it's, so I've also booked in kind of seven shows, I think. Three of the one-liner ones that we were talking about. Uh, three uh, that I was sharing with Adele Cliff and Katie Pritchard um, and my own solo show so I couldn't attend but I wanted to attend 
and kind of be there and kind of people to remember that I still exist uh, because of my stupid eye situation. <laughs> um, uh, so I just kind of thought, you know, I kind of have before, as you can see, uh, massive cutouts of my face. Yeah. Uh, the kind of people have and people have worn uh, and I have kind of pictures of, of kind of those as well. It's quite a fun thing to have because I look exactly the same. Like I think, I think, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I think sort of, um, you know, if you think about Chris, you think about that stupid face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and kind of somebody in the suit so, so i definitely have an image of kind of like who i am and i think if if that's sort of what i sent up with with um with this cardboard cocktail it's just a picture of me in a, in a in a suit just being around and i've been sent i don't know kind of seven or eight different pictures from seven or eight different people of them just standing next to just a cardboard cutout just to remember that i'm still like alive and that i exist it's a good idea as well because like you know in this media age uh it's like a nice thing to have online it's not the usual like great gig at such and such it's like a like why is that like i saw it and it just i i had questions about it and I wanted to find out more <laughs> oh there are a lot of questions yeah. <laughs> no it's great man um so and then, it wasn't actually too much like i don't give you any kind of ideas it wasn't really kind of too much money and i think if it uh, it's a nice kind of selling point. You go, well, Chris can't be here this year, yeah. but he'll be here next year. And if, if next year I bring another cardboard cutout, <laughs> there are two cardboard cutouts around, and I'm around as well, then I can either have them at the back of like the stage when I do the show, yeah, or just have them around. Like other comedians have kind of threatened to kind of take it away and kind of take it on adventures. <laughs> like a different thing that's like continuing your you i guess um on adventures on social media so yeah i, I just thought it was a nice idea to to do well and each year the pictures can become more risque as well so that's <laughs> <laughs> what's a lying down yeah, yeah. It's, okay yeah, maybe. I, I think that's the market um so yeah uh so we'll just finish quickly by saying uh are there any quick things line, that you line. would like to plug which i'm sure there are uh so uh, i'm gonna plug being back to comedy. <laughs> nice. um uh once I get my glasses back, everybody's going to get an email uh, saying <laughs> I can do a gig for them. Um, I do have some in the book. Uh, so the, rest, uh, the Cambridge Comedy Festival uh, is at the end of April. Um, uh, look at my social medias um, and you will find kind of dates about that. If you want to come along to that, that'd be great. Because um, I'm learning the jokes, and you can see the jokes that we were talking about. Yes, you yeah. can kind of take the pictures of kind of those as well, and put those on social media. Um, then you can see the jokes that uh, we were kind of talking about, and kind of how how they were um, like revised uh, and learnt. Um, yeah, that's the only thing I'm kind of like really kind of pushing at the moment. Nice. Um, I think for social media, for me, it's a case of let's just build it up. So I know a lot of people kind of go a bit viral with one thing, or kind of like have kind of small little sketches but for me it's a case of if, if people know who i am they definitely know who i am <laughs> um, so so yeah if you come along to cambridge that'd be great chris graham norton walker that's not my name but that's fine yeah thank you very much thank you the end that is 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 the end, we've all had fun I'd like to thank you for listening along Share this app with your nearest and dear I'd like to thank my guests for insert name here We'll be back with another one soon In the meantime, leave us a review Only if it is 5 stars or above I think you'll agree, 5 isn't enough Like and subscribe, that would be the best See you again on the Joy of Sets That is the end